Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show, from the arts to sports, and from business to history, and everything in between, including your stories. Send them to ouramericanstories.com. They're some of our favorites. And today we have a feature from one of our regular contributors, Stephen Rosiniak. This piece is titled, An Hour to Chat, and to read about the backstory of this story, please visit stephenrosiniak.com. Here's Stephen sharing this story. Can you imagine? If only it were possible. If only it were true. 
a photo of a bench on a grassy hill overlooking a place where an ocean's waves are succumbing upon a distant sandy shoreline showed up today in my email inbox with a simple and yet thought-provoking question. If you could sit here and chat for one hour with anyone, past or present, who would it be? Immediately, a plethora of possibilities began flooding my thoughts. As an unabashed history buff, my mind immediately went into overdrive as the faces of countless historical figures suddenly appeared in my mind's eye, all of them vying for what I selfishly saw as a coveted chance for someone of historical significance to spend an hour sitting on this bench and chatting with me. I imagined questioning any one of them about their life, about their successes and failures, about their choices that they had made that ultimately led to their fame, their fortune, or in some cases, their downfall. I considered briefly the potential picks that others might have chosen as well, and I suspect their answers would certainly have included the rich and the famous actors, rock stars, revered religious icons, presidents, or famous sports heroes, perhaps the likes of John Wayne, John Lennon, John the Baptist, John Adams, or maybe even pitching great Tommy John, each of whom a worthy selection in their own right, but in the end, none of them would have been my choice. If the idea posed by this question were truly plausible, and if, by chance, it was offered me, admittedly, I would have the audacity to request a small caveat before making my selection. I would immediately request permission to double my allowed allotment. I would ask a waiver be granted, permitting me two choices as opposed to the originally offered one. I would defend my request by noting that my two choices had been one half of a team for more years than even I have existed, and that together and forever, they are in fact one. If only it were possible, if only it were true, if offered the opportunity to sit on this bench and chat for one hour with anyone, I would choose my parents. It's been far too long. And besides, I miss them. We lost Dad unexpectedly one night several years ago, and 12 years later, Mom joined him after doing battle with a foe for which, try as she did, she simply could not defeat. If I were granted this hour, I would probably ask permission for some time to prepare. There are a few things that I would need to know, like when would we be having our chat? Or where exactly is this bench anyway? Would I be allowed to bring my parents a gift? Maybe some current family photos? Or Could we share a couple cups of coffee, just like we used to? I'm sure that they would like that. 
one hour would clearly not be enough time to catch the folks up on all of our recent family doings, and so maybe it would be prudent of me to prepare in advance a list of topics for us to discuss, thereby initiating a strategy to best utilize the limited amount of time allotted our chat. Or then again, maybe not. Perhaps it would be best to forego the preparation and planning and simply arrive at the bench at the appointed hour, without my photos, without my pre-planned questions, bringing with me nothing more than my love and my gratitude for being gifted with one more hour to spend with mom and dad. If I were granted this time to chat, chances are that as our bench reunion commenced, I would probably just hug them, just hold them close, incredibly thankful for the opportunity to once again do so. Of course, I would tell them how much I love them and how much I miss them. But beyond that, I don't know what else I would say. I do know that if nothing more were said, that would be okay too as I would be perfectly content for having been blessed with our extra time together. If offered the opportunity to sit on this bench and chat for one hour with anyone, I would choose my parents. But to be honest, I suspect a reunion like this will never take place. My faith, however, reassures me that one day we will indeed be reunited. Maybe not on this bench, but instead, when I too have been called home to heaven. It's going to be a joyous reunion, of this I'm sure. And who knows, maybe we will still share a couple cups of coffee together, just like we used to. I'm sure that they'd like that. I know I will. And a special thanks to Stephen Rosiniak. I know I had had this similar question asked about three months ago with some friends, and I said it would be my mom, and they thought, oh, how saccharine. But I'd love to just share with my mom, who was my best friend, the pictures of Reagan. That's what I'd want to do. She'd ask, how's our little girl doing? Stephen Rosiniak's Hour to Chat, here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. This is Our American Stories, and we tell stories of all kinds here on the show. Today's feature is about a man who grew up in Africa, was adopted by a loving family, made his way to the United States, and is now giving back in perhaps the most selfless way. Here's Peter Mutabatsi with his story. I grew up in a small village at the border of Uganda and Rwanda. Like most people there, I had no idea what life was like beyond 50 miles. 
My family could never afford daily rations of food. We grew our own, many beans, peas, and sweet potatoes that would carry the family for a few months out of the year. I began helping my mother garden at just four years old. We did not have running water or clean water nearby, so us kids had to walk two to three hours to fetch drinking water for the family. Poverty was all we knew, and there was never any time to be a kid. Life was absolutely miserable in every way. We never had anything in our lives that gave us an ounce of hope. Without enough food or even a penny to go to school, dreams or fantasy did not exist. We lived in constant survival mode. My family, in particular, was one of the poorest in the village. I never had a pair of shoes until when I was 16 years old. Our house was about 30 by 30 feet, so there was not much room. I never had more than two shirts or a mattress to sleep on. We kept warm by sleeping close together on the ground. The oldest sibling slept on the side, and the youngest inside, so we could keep our little ones warm. As the oldest, I had to grow up really fast. By the age of seven, I could do what adult did: prepare meals, walk two to three hours to fetch water, help my mother in the garden, clean the house and animal den, and babysit my young siblings. At the age of four, I began to realize that my father was different from other fathers. Everything about how he talked, walked, and looked commanded a lot of respect. And instilled fear in the house. If my father was home, I had to find a place to hide, making sure he did not see my face. I never had any kind words from him. Every day, he told me he wished I was dead, and to him, I deserved nothing good in life. His words cut through my heart and spirit to the point where I began to believe I was good for nothing. Less than an animal, as he said. The reality of poverty told me that, but it was always worse to hear it from my own father. In addition to verbal abuse, he often hit us and denied us food. Worst of all was watching my mother beaten daily. She tried hard to protect us and intervene, but she did not have power in the face of his wrath. I never looked forward to tomorrow. Because I always knew the abuse of tomorrow would return the next day. As I grew older, the abuse became worse, and it was clear to me that any day could be my last. He was, at some point, going to take my life. One night, when I was ten years old, I remember my father sending me to get cigarettes. It was late in the night. On my way back, it was pouring rain, and the cigarettes got destroyed. I knew that if I returned home, I would have to endure severe beatings. I was terrified, so instead of coming home, I decided to run away. I had never been more than 20 miles away from my village, and I walked to the bus station and I asked one of the women there 
which bus goes the furthest? I needed to find a place where he could never find me. So there I went with no shoes, one shirt, one sweater, and a pair of shorts. At just 10 years old, I ventured into the unknown world all alone. When the bus stopped, I found myself in the largest city in Uganda, Kampala, over 300 miles away from my home. I was scared to death. They spoke a different language, and life there was busy. In my village, I saw about one car a day, but here there were hundreds of cars and commotion was ceaseless. I quickly realized there was no turning back. I found other kids who lived on the streets, and I learned how to survive. I learned that offering free labor for buyers and sellers of product was my best bet. Working hard has always been in my DNA. It was easy for me to do things. As a street kid, we knew how to make ends meet. It was the easiest to steal a few items of food in small amounts so people would not notice. At the end of the day, we would gather all the stolen food. We had corrected and roasted them over a fire once the city went to sleep. On one particular day, I offered labor for a family. They immediately gave me food. They gave it to me before I could even steal it. A few days later, I saw them again. At this point, I knew what car they drove, what time they came to the market, where they parked, and what produce they purchased. Little did I know that this one day would be the starting of an amazing friendship that would change my life forever. For a year and a half, they constantly came to the market and provided me with meals. After a year in, they said, we want to take you to school. I said yes, not really sure what I was agreeing to. Coming from an abusive house, I had never really learned to trust. But because they had fed me once or twice a week for such a long time, I started to believe that perhaps I really was a human after all. Not an animal or piece of garbage, as I had been told time and time again. They made me feel like I had potential. I was at the lowest point in my life, and they found me worth enough to give me an opportunity to belong, to be known. One other major reason why I agreed to go to school was because I was promised to be fed every day. I could not imagine a world or a place that had food for me on a daily basis. Finally, I agreed to go to school, not because I wanted to be anything, but because of the promise of the meal. Due to the compassion of the strangers, I was able to go to high school, college, and then got a scholarship to study in the United Kingdom and the United States. And here's how it changed for me. You know, I had never heard words of affirmation from my dad. And as I moved in with this family, it truly began to change my life. You know, I had words like, Peter, you're special. Peter, you matter. Peter, you have a potential to be who you want to be. Peter, you're brave for the life you've walked. And I think through those words, I truly began to have the sense of that I belonged somewhere, but also a sense that I was somebody. 
And that really, really changed my life. My goal in life has always been to help other kids, to provide a place for them to feel safe and loved. And so one day I was working for uh, the International Committee of Red Cross in Geneva, helping kids and refugees. And I approached one little boy who was there, and he was an American helping. And so he got to know about me, and he said, Hey, Peter, uh, if you had an opportunity to go to the United States or go study abroad, would you like to go? And I said, Absolutely. And so as soon as he went back, he applied for a scholarship for me. And that's how I managed to go to study in England and come to the United States. And you're listening to Peter Mudabatsi, and he's telling his story about life in Africa and ultimately escaping a brutal father and a brutal poverty. When we come back, more of this beautiful story, Peter Mudabatsi's story, here on Our American Stories. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, 
Feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like Coral Cloud and Dark Crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. And we're back with Our American Stories and with Peter Mutabatsi's story. In Africa, Peter ran away from his family because of his abusive dad. He was adopted by a family, went to college, and then moved to America. Here's Peter with the rest of his story. Since then, I've traveled to 101 countries, working with World Vision, a Christian humanitarian organization, to advocate for children in need all over the world. The kindness of one family changed the course of my entire life. And I knew in my heart that I wanted to do the same for others, that I wanted to become a foster dad. I finally settled in Oklahoma to start real estate business after having a job that required me to travel 80% of the time. My house had two empty bedrooms. And my mind could never settle knowing there were kids in the neighborhood that I needed a place to call home. But as a single man, I had no idea if they would allow me to foster. I had devoted my life to saving children in need, but it had always been from a distance, through advocacy. This time around, I truly wanted to get my hands dirty and do exactly what that family did for me. I had no home, hope, future, and they gave me all that I needed and more. I knew I wanted to do the same for other kids. I knew how broken these kids were, moving from one place to the next. I had walked those roads before, and I surely knew I could understand what they were going through. I knew I had to love, and I had to be there for them. So. One day, I decided to walk into the foster agency to see if they needed volunteers. When I chatted with the lady there, she asked me if I was interested in fostering. I said, yes, but I'm a single man. Her immediate response was, so? I was overjoyed. I had no idea that a single man could take on these responsibilities. That very day, I signed up to be a foster dad, and just four months later, I had my first placement. This journey has been full of tears of joy. It has taught me not to judge the parents of those children, but to understand them. It 
it's been comforting knowing that I'm there for their kids as they sort their lives out. I thought reunifying kids to their parent was going to be easy, but it truly left a heart shattered to pieces. Still in the end, I'm so happy to see the children reunited with their parents that love them. It's always the greatest joy to get that phone call a week in, a month in, on birthdays to remind me what impact I've made on their lives. It has not been easy journey, especially when my placement have been with kids between two and five years old. Having an extra pair of eyes would have been helpful. It's almost impossible to go anywhere without the kids since I have no one to watch them for me. I'm always on my toes from the time they get up to the time they go to bed. I quickly learned how to prioritize my time, only doing things like showings, shaving, and making the bed after the kids have eaten or gone to bed. There's never time for this during the day. In the training, we were taught not to read too much into the behaviors, but rather find the root cause of it and what triggers some of their trauma. This requires a lot of patience and learning. Sometimes I just want to throw in the towel. But when I think of what they have to go through, it always calms me down and always reminds me that there is light at the end of the tunnel. After all, this was me at one point. Longing to be loved, cared for, longing for a basic need in life. Each child comes with different behaviors. And there was no warning as to when or how that time bubble would go off. I was always okay if this massive tantrum went off at home, but not in the store, in the school, or at the restaurant. People who did not know anything about you or your children always looked at you as the worst parent. At first, it bothered me. But after my third child, I thought, well, this is what you get. No apologies. I knew I no longer had to feel guilty about things I could not control. These kids have gone through what most adults have not gone through in their entire lifetime. They are all looking for someone to understand them, someone to hear them out, someone to comprehend their behaviors when they have no idea how to control or describe them. I find that most of the time, you don't have to understand them. You just have to love them as who they are. And in so doing, they will let us know what they are feeling and how we can help them. It's a beautiful thing. Recently, I went through with the full adoption process for my oldest. It's been a whole different journey with different emotions. One side it's hard to know that my child has been rejected over and over by his own family and then other families. It's hard to imagine how that has affected him, his mind and emotions. But on the other side, it's a blessing knowing he is mine forever. That despite the messy journey ahead of us, I'll be there to pick up the pieces with kindness and love. Most people say he's lucky to have me. But I believe I'm the one lucky one. 
He's shown me how to love and care best and how to set my priorities right in life. As a kid, I didn't have someone who loved me. As a kid, I didn't have someone who would tell me the words of affirmation to encourage me that I had done something good, to remind me that I was a good kid, or even to tell me that I mattered. And that has been my, my job, to help kids understand that they are seen, heard, and they are known. And what a beautiful story. That's Peter Mudabasi. And storytelling doesn't get more beautiful than this. And what a sacrificial offering. What a thing to do for a stranger. He said he had two empty bedrooms in his home and that it was really troubling him because they should be filled. And by the way, the amount and number, sheer number of empty bedrooms in this country, well, that should be filled. And if this story can inspire anyone listening to fill that empty bedroom up, tell us that story if you do it, if you've known anybody who's done it. Because so many of the problems we know in this country come from kids with no parents. We know this. And especially for people of faith who are listening, we know what generosity looks like and what grace looks like because you just heard it. Peter Mutabatsi's story, the story of so many remarkable Americans who do this kind of work, who adopt, who love total strangers. Longing for love is what he was talking about, that longing for love that he said all kids have, let's face it, all human beings have. Peter Mutabatsi's story here on Our American Stories. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. 
Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. And we continue here on Our American Stories And up next, a eulogy And we do that from time to time With the famous and not so famous This one, Colin Powell And his son's eulogy On the day his life was memorialized Colin grew up in South Bronx in New York City, attended City College, had two tours in Vietnam where he was injured. He attended the War College, and then, oh my goodness, I think a lot of folks know the rest, at least the resume. He was the first black national security advisor under Reagan, the first chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff under President Bush the father, the first Secretary of State under Bush the son. But how he'll be best remembered is as a man, as a father, and a husband, and nobody did more justice to the life and legacy of Colin Powell than his son, Michael. Here's Michael with some stories of his father. My sisters and I were raised under the stars, the stars of the story general we eulogize today. Dad was famous for his 13 rules, but our family life was unregimented. No morning reveille or marching drills. It was a warm and joyous and loving home anchored by our strong and graceful mother, Alma. Our parents taught us right. They taught us wrong. And they taught us to take responsibility for our actions and never to blame others. Disappointing them was the worst punishment you could imagine. My father is frequently remembered as a problem solver while his solutions to world problems may have been elegant. His fixes around the house were a bit more kludgy. He believed he could cheaply fix anything with a little duct tape, some wire, and a can of spray paint. 
He'd even propose a solution for a non-existent problem just to satisfy his curiosity about how something worked. Like the time in high school, he decided that my cherished 1962 Chevy Impala was making a noise. It definitely was not making a noise. Nonetheless, he pursued the phantom sound by pulling the engine, something he had never done before. He spent a whole weekend hanging chain and hoisting the engine and messing with who knows what. When he put it back together and started it, the car whopped like a helicopter. We rushed to the door and saw him backing out of the driveway with a big, proud smile on his face. But that smile faded quickly when he shifted the car into drive and it would never go forward again. <laughs> but he was always thinking. So he donated the car to the local fire department. To get it there, he literally drove the car backwards on public roads for three miles smiling at astonished drivers along the way. He liked tinkering. When he was a one-star general living in Fort Carson, Colorado, he inexplicably became fascinated with mechanical adding machines. He would buy them by the pallet at auction and then try to get the machines to work. At one point, there were so many adding machines, he had to store them in the garage refrigerator. I suppose every general needs a signature eccentricity. George Patton had pearl-handled revolvers, Colin Powell had adding machines. His zest for life derived from his endless passion for people. He was genuinely interested in everyone he met. He loved a hot dog vendor, a bank teller, a janitor, and a student as much as any world leader. Not long ago, he was driving his Corvette on the Beltway and got a flat tire. A young disabled veteran saw him and pulled over to help. With the tire fixed, the young vet sheepishly asked if he could take a quick selfie. But my dad took time to ask about his family and his friends and his life, something no Instagram moment could ever uncover. A few days later, to thank him for his help, my father invited the vet and his entire family over to the house for dinner. Colin Powell was a great leader because he was a great follower. He knew you could not ask your troops to do anything you were unwilling to do yourself. One time I was walking into the PX with my dad. We came upon a corporal saluting a captain over and over again. My father walked up and asked this captain what he was doing. The captain replied, sir, this corporal failed to salute me, so I'm making him salute me a hundred times. My dad said, that's fine, but you make darn sure you salute him back every single time. The exchange of salutes is a sign of mutual respect. He loved the troops with all his heart. The morning I was flying to Germany for my first assignment as a new army officer, he came into my room to say goodbye. He leaned over and kissed me on the cheek and whispered gently, take care of our soldiers. Countless people have benefited from his mentorship. He could offer weighty wisdom in a few choice words. I recall when I was chairman of the FCC and having a very rough go in the press, I emailed him and asked, Maybe I should consider stepping down. The response was swift. Powell's don't quit. People will long forget the issues you're dealing with. They will never forget how you conduct yourself. Then he quoted a passage from Thomas Jefferson's second inaugural address, which reads, I have learned to expect that it will rarely fall to the lot of imperfect man to retire from this station with the reputation and the favor which bring him into it. In other words, public service comes at a cost, 
if you're committed to doing the right thing. Colin Luther was very proud of his Jamaican immigrant heritage and loved his big West Indian family. Family was the foundation of his beliefs and the source of never-ending comfort. Bringing shame to the family was the cardinal sin. He frequently said, don't forget where you came from. Words that call us to remain grateful, to stay humble, and to be brave. In The Road to Character, David Brooks draws a distinction between resume virtues and eulogy virtues. Resume virtues are your achievements and your skills. Eulogy virtues are those discussed at your funeral, the ones that exist at the core of your being, whether you are kind, brave, honest, or faithful. This person has a quiet but solid sense of right and wrong, not only to do good, but to be good. He wants to love intimately, to sacrifice self in the service of others, and to live in obedience to some transcendent trust. That was my father. The example of Colin Powell does not call on us to emulate his resume, which is too formidable for mere mortals. It is to emulate his character and his example as a human being. We can strive to do that. We can choose to be good. We walk through this life holding hands with the ones we love. They guide us. They pull us out of harm's way. They touch and caress us with love and kindness. One of my most powerful memories comes from holding my dad's hand. I was hurt very badly and lying in an ICU bed following a bad accident. It was the middle of the night, yet my father was by my side after a long day of work. I was squirming in pain and anguish. Without a word, he just took my hand and squeezed it with a father's love. It instantly relaxed and put me at peace. The last night of his life, I walked in to see him. Now he was the one lying in an ICU bed. He could not see or speak to me. So I took his hand, just as he had taken mine decades before. I knew everything was not going to be okay. I wanted him to be at peace. But again, I felt my father's love in that hand. That hand that took my mother's hand in matrimony. That hand that held me as a baby. That hand that signed report cards, tossed baseballs, and fixed old cars. That hand that signed treaties and war orders, saluted service members, and gestured joyfully while telling a story. That hand is still now. But it left a deep imprint on the lives of family and dear friends soldiers and sailors, presidents and prime ministers, and a generation of aspiring young people. Ralph Waldo Emerson said that the purpose of life is not to be happy, it is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. My father made a monumental difference. He lived. He lived well. I've heard it asked, are we still making his kind? I believe the answer to that question is up to us. To honor his legacy, I hope we do more than consign him to the history books. I hope we recommit ourselves to being a nation where we are still making his kind. For as he said in his autobiography, his journey 
was an American journey. Colin Powell was a great lion with a big heart. We will miss him terribly. And you've been listening to Michael Powell telling the story of his father, Colin, humanizing his father's story, letting us know a bit more about the man we'd all seen on TV. My goodness, to have a eulogy delivered like that by our son, isn't that what we would all hope for? The story of Colin Powell is told by his son, Michael, here on Our American Stories. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.